we just think of purpose and we think we're supposed to like go save the world, have a nonprofit, like feed, fix hunger. Right. And Mm. like, there are some amazing people that can have that purpose and like, we love them and thank you for them. But like the several billion of us that are just like everyday people, right. That are trying to do good in the world, make some money, feed our family, like all those normal things. Our purpose can simply be trying to provide value, right? To try to, you know, build relationships, build connection with people and every single thing that I do with my family, first and foremost, with my clients. This is Digital Marketing. Hey everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse, the president of Digital Marketer, and this is the podcast that keeps you up to date on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing, from the platforms you'd be focused on to the kind of tactics and tools that are working today. Today, our guest is Rachel B. Lee, the brand marketing lady boss, and we're going to be talking about some personal versus business branding, uh, as well as incorporating uh, some of the, the big corporate experience you had in your career with Microsoft and Garnet. So welcome, Rachel. Hey, thanks for having me. So personal branding, I, I'm a big uh, advocate that everybody who has a job, actually just everybody, because no matter what business, whether you're a business owner making a bunch of businesses or you're somebody who's on you know the corporate ladder, either way, you need to have a personal brand that shows what you can do, what you've done, uh, you know, really who you are. And so uh, I love that that's, that's at least one component of what you do. I think first, it's important to understand just what is a personal brand, because I think that that term kind of turns people off, especially if you're not a marketer. Um, just like, I don't know, brand, ah, you know, it's like, doo, doo. and it's like, the reality is our personal brand, just like you said, is who we are. And the way that I define that is first, how others see you, which, mm-hmm. you know, Jeff Bezos has that quote about what other people say, you know, about you when you're not in the room. And that's true. A lot of that is brand reputation. And when I speak in workshop, that's usually the first thing people say. My personal brand is what other people think of me. And that is true because perceptions are reality. Like that's just, that's it. And especially in a mobile first social world. Now, the other piece of the puzzle though, Mark, is how you see yourself. And in our time right now, the human era and the time of great resignation, Mm. (laughs) right? And great reevaluation and great, great, great everything, this has been a really critical time, whether you work for somebody else or for yourself, you're really evaluating who am I? What is my purpose? Do I belong here, here at this company? Mm. How do I belong on this planet? You know, what is the impact I want to make on this world? How does that align with what I'm really good at? And so it's the bridging of how you see yourself and how others see you that creates your personal brand. And that's how we develop a personal brand statement. Um, and you're right. It, that is with you your whole entire life. The question is, are you going to take ownership mm-hmm. over your brand? Are you going to control the narrative of what people say and how you're perceived? So that is why we have personal branding and why we have a business and why you have, you know, your website, right, Mark, and you have all these things, because we really want to control the narrative. Mm. And with that narrative, we create opportunities. Now, my background is, you know, I worked at an agency, I worked with brands like Unilever, Some of the first stuff I did was working on Axe Body Spray, 
thinking about 18 to 24 year old men being on tour with Diplo, concerts with Weezer, like all the cool stuff that you do consumer side. I decided to get my MBA and I wanted to be on the brand side. So I worked at Microsoft, literally top three company in the entire world, got into tech. And then I also worked at the biggest research and consulting firm, Gartner. The really big brands I've been around to understand how, how does a brand at this operating level with this much profitability, right? This much scale, really think about their brand. And it starts with that value proposition. It starts with what is the mission of our company? Who are we going after? And how do we help them and bring them value? What are the features, product benefits, services we provide to those customers? Guess what? That is pretty similar to building your personal brand. The difference is, your value proposition, your features and benefits is you. It's your skills. Mm. So it's the things you're really, really good at. And the mission is not the company's mission. It's your passions. It's the things that give you fulfillment and purpose. So they're really quite alike. And the task for all of us is to find that intersection Mm. of our personal brand and the business brand whether it's our own business brand, like I have standout authority, or when I was working at Microsoft, really finding the connection between what I believe is my mission and that company's mission. Mm, I love that. Now, I will say, because I love how you talk about the passion, you talk about you know taking control of the narrative, which I think a lot of people just let go and like, oh, people will figure it out, <laughs> which is terrible. Yeah. Uh, but also the intersection between whatever brand you're working for and your personal brand. Which can be a little tricky, especially if you're like yeah. Microsoft. Like, I don't know how many employees they have, like a million. <laughs> but uh, 200 plus thousand at this point. When I, was, yeah, when I was there, it was like 100,000. So, yeah, like a lot. Yeah, because I think it's, uh, I think I just talked about it yesterday with someone how, like, hey, should you have your personal brand or your employees' personal brand align with your company brand? And yeah, you know, everybody says like, yes, if you can make that work, make it work. Now, I think the the tricky part is if you say, okay, my passion is fishing and I work in an IT company, like it's, it doesn't quite align or it doesn't align on that level. But it, I, I do like how you said the skills is what needs to align, not just the yeah, And I think there's the a passion. difference that we get kind of stuck on this a lot, Mark, that my passion is things that like I enjoy doing and have fun. Mm, that's good. That that is different. Passion is not purpose, mm. you know. And so, like, yeah, I love attending concerts. I love music. Like, we could talk about all the things we enjoy doing. Is that going to be my career? Like, is that maybe maybe you're super passionate about spirituality, and then you got your yogi thing, and then you're like, I'm going to go work at Black Swan, and now I want to work at Black Swan Corporate. Like, it's possible, but the reality is, most people are the IT guy or they're the doctor and then they also like fishing and then they're like well how am I supposed to be a doctor and I love fishing it's like those are just personal pieces to bring that human aspect out of you in content which we want to talk about how do you bring that authentic version of you all of you into your story you don't lead with the fact that you love fishing unless you can take that and sort of Created into a story about how you became a doctor, possible, mm-hmm. by the way. I saved a fish. But, 
Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. Right. But that's, that's where like, there's the, the beautiful piece of like branding and content ultimately is about great storytelling. And so what we really believe in is like have personal stuff, really important, be passionate about things, share that, but that's not necessarily what's going to grow your career, get you business or get you promoted. And Mm. we all just need to get really clear on that and also have like a business focused mindset about it too. Yeah. Oh, I love that distinction because it is people, it is tough because some people get into like their hobby and they're like, well, I'll just talk about this. But if it doesn't relate or even connect in any way to what you actually do for a living, then maybe not so much. But I do like how you talked about purpose a lot too, because I think purpose is kind of a term that people throw around, like you need to have a purpose in life. And it, you know, as you, you age, you start to realize like, oh my gosh, that is an enormous question to say what my purpose is in life. <laughs> so yeah. how do you kind of break it down into something that's, uh, you know, something that people could connect to in terms of generating a useful, uh, professional personal brand. So like, just to hit on this purpose thing, cause I agree with you. It's like, we just think of purpose and we think we're supposed to like go save the world, have a nonprofit, like feed, fix hunger. Right. And Mm. like, there are some amazing people that can have that purpose and like, we love them and thank you for them. But like the several billion of us that are just like everyday people, right. That are trying to do good in the world, make some money, feed our family, like all those normal things. Our purpose can simply be trying to provide value, right? To try to, you know, build relationships, build connection with people and every single thing that I do with my family, first and foremost, with my clients. Like for us, a a big piece for me and moving out of corporate into entrepreneurship and to work with Josh, my husband, um, is because I really wanted to, to help other people find their voice because I'm really skilled at that, but not just any people, people that are heart-centered, conscious, and they're, they're trying to do good. Mm. And that doesn't mean that again, that they're selling nonprofits and all that. It just means that they're good people trying to do good. They have good values. They're heart-centered. They want to leave a mark, whether they give back to charity, they motivational speak, they write books on purpose. We have, those are all clients for us. Doesn't mean that they're not trying to make money. Doesn't mean that they don't have a business. They're doing things that are purposeful. And so I think we kind of like, we get to be okay that like we might not all be the Dalai Lama, but really being clear. And this is where that how you see yourself and your values and being super clear on what you're trying to create, which by the way, you're not usually going to know that at 20 years old. Like I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Some people I, think I, you do. <laughs> and then you're you like, no, think you do, you might. But like, <laughs> the reality is, it's a journey, you know, it's an yeah. evolution as you figure out what drives me energy, what's keeping me excited. Like, those are the feelings I really encourage people to keep feeling into mm-hmm. because that's what's going to give you passion in what you do and make the work more interesting. And then that's going to help the customers, whether you work for somebody else or work for yourself. Oh, that's a that's a huge tip because I think for for somebody like me because I, I I have a lot of discipline right like I could work a lot and I could deny myself anything that I want to deny myself in order to accomplish a goal and what ends up happening is like well I'm really uncomfortable with this thing but I'm gonna power through it and then you just keep on going and and you know what you were saying is that that's the perfect way to not find your purpose because you're not <laughs> identifying these things that 
like, yeah, you can do everything, right? But you shouldn't because there's stuff you actually like that you could incorporate into your purpose and avoid the stuff that you don't like. It it sounds simple. (laughs) And that's exactly when we define a personal brand, we look at what are our skills? So like, what are we really good at? And you might be super, super good at, I don't know, Excel and being in the data and numbers. You might be good at that. But is that driving your energy? Is that really helping you feel purposeful, right? So we first need to figure out what are those skills and superpowers and narrow them down. In addition to figuring out who is our audience, so who can relate to my background and my experience that is very different than you. Even We could both say marketers, but my audience is very different than yours, right? Just because of all of the things that make us who we are. Hmm. Then we're also thinking about our differentiation. What makes us different? Sometimes it's those audience pieces, but sometimes the fact that I'm a stepmom, the fact that I have an MBA, the fact that I worked in corporate, the f- some people have certifications, some people are firstborn, some people different speak five languages, some people flew on the Blue Angels. Like mm-hmm. there's so many things. That differentiation is so, so critical. And then the last piece is passion. So, really, what is giving you that energy, what makes you feel excited, again, doesn't mean to be feeding the entire world and fixing hunger. It's just keeping you energetic. And when you're ha- when you have clarity with that, it really makes it a lot easier for us to find the purpose. And it doesn't mean you have to leave your job. It just means that you get to say yes to the things you like and no to the things you don't like. And that, that that's hard. That took a long time for me to realize, okay? <sighs> <laughs> no, that's and that's by the fantastic. Way, there are days, like I don't like everything, right? But like sometimes we hustle through it. <laughs> well, I think it's it's two sides of the same coin is that the passion yeah. and purpose, like you were saying, because you can't have, you know, really purpose or passion is fleeting, right? We're all told yes. that it's it's a feeling, it's you get it sometimes and it goes away sometimes. It could come back and blah blah blah. But the purpose is what keeps you on track. So it's almost like the purpose is the engine and the the passion is the fuel, and you combine them both, and now you have something that people will remember and hopefully give you more money for. So in that regards, (laughs) let's, let's assume that you've established your passion, established your purpose. Um, How do you turn that into a good content strategy or content kind of production schedule? So again, we're going to focus on the personal side. Um, The business has a similar, right? Because my brain is marketing and I'm speaking to a great marketer right here. And I use the same constructs of great marketing and developing a personal brand. Like shouldn't be any different, right? So the first piece before putting out content is like, what are our goals of our content? Mm. Love that. What am I trying to do? <laughs> like, you know, get followers um, like no. It, it's like, yeah, but you <laughs> mean that could be a KPI, yeah. right? Like, that is a metric to showcase that we're reaching our goal, which might be, I really want greater reach and visibility. I want people to hear my message. So content is a way to grow awareness, bring people mm-hmm. through the funnel, right? Grow awareness, get them to consider, and then ultimately make a decision whether to purchase or work with you. Like that, like content plays a role in that entire marketing funnel. Um, of course, organic content versus paid content are two very different Mm -hmm. stories. So I am speaking like that strategy is for both the way when you have a paid strategy, you're able to be with, because there's so much data behind it, right? There's so many um, 
things that we can pull <laughs> mm. uh, to say like, yes, this is, I'm retargeting. Yes, this isn't a, you know, prospecting ad. Yes, this is a conversion ad. This is like, we can really like be more meticulous and paid than an organic, right? Um, I believe, at least from my experience. Um, mm. But to all that to say, when we think about our personal brand, you first really want to understand what are those goals? So am I getting visibility? Do I want to attract an audience? Do I want to engage these people? I'm putting out shit and nobody's engaging with me. <laughs> that like, happens. And then re- a lot. I mean, that's one of the big things people come to us. Like, I don't know, like I'm putting out stuff, but no engagement. And then even worse, nothing is converting. So everything that I'm doing, I'm not getting any, any action on the other side. And that goes back to the goals, right? And I really think this year, so I know you're writing book and, and you really, I think a big thing for marketers this year is conversion on content, right? Because like, it's such a beast. Content's a beast. It's so much work. And that's that was going to be my next question. Because in the content certification, we basically say like, hey, the the best content you could create is going to be the content that you create consistently. Because there's a good chance that if you hate video and you think, oh, everybody's doing video, I got to do video, you're going to not do it. And then who cares if you made one video? And same thing with articles, same thing with podcasts. So how do you help people kind of decide the type of content that they should make? Yeah, that, I mean, I'm so glad you're teaching that because that is so critical. And that's one of the things I say too, like, first, like, what do you enjoy making? What are your goals? What do you enjoy making? Where the heck is your audience? Hmm. Where is your audience? We believe in a professional setting for ambitious people business professionals, the only place to reach them is LinkedIn. That's what our belief here at Standout Authority. Now, doesn't mean I can't have, do things on Instagram, but like, I'm not going to be able to get, for me, like I'm not getting clients to pay what our services are through Instagram. And I have to sit there making reels all day, which (laughs) takes a lot of time, right? There's like, right again, to your point, but I know I can be much more effective and my audience is on LinkedIn. So where is my audience? Then what is my value proposition? So going back to what are the skills? What do I do? I do marketing. I do branding. This is what I'm really good at. So one of my, two of my content pillars, we choose three content pillars. One is all about marketing. One is all about branding. And then one is really all around my career journey Mm. because I still work um, with UT Austin. Mm. And I do consulting and I have a great story in terms of my career journey. And ultimately the standout authority experience, which is a more group program, um, can help support those people. Like they're not necessarily the, you know, one-on-one. Um, and above all that, I love talking about the career journey, like back to that passion piece, right? Like it's, so those are my buckets. And sometimes under career journey, it's about being a remote worker, what's happening in the workforce, what it felt like for me as a remote worker. Now that I lead a team that's fully remote, sometimes in marketing, I'll talk about content creation, a lot of stuff around uh, content, content strategy, content creation, B2B marketing, all of those things fall under that. Then branding, business versus personal, what does that mean, right? Um, How do you develop a value proposition? Like I stay, I teach a lot about the pillars of personal branding, all of these things. And to your point, consistency is the most important piece by choosing those three themes and knowing what I'm really good at speaking about, I 
just say a lot of the same stuff over and over and over in a lot of different ways. Carousels, mm. graphics, videos, newsletter. Great thing. Write a newsletter. That newsletter usually can get diced into probably four different pieces of content. Mm. No, that that's genius. Well, and it's good because it's, it's a lot of people think like, oh, I got to come up with something original every single time. I can't say that again. I already said it. It's like, no. No, nobody Most saw people it. didn't see it. Nobody saw it. Don't worry about it. And actually, it reminds me of a, a guy on TikTok was talking about a video he posted. I think he got 2 million views. He's like, this is the third time I posted this exact same video. <laughs> and the third yeah. time I did it, it blew up. The second time, it was like mm-hmm. kind of okay. The first time, got nothing, but I thought it was a good piece. And so I did it again. And then there you go. But I think a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to wear people out. The, the content fatigue they think is on the user side. It's like, no, content fatigue yeah. is on your side. Your side. <laughs> it's so true. And I like to think about this too. Um, when I was at Microsoft, it was, you know, two years post Satya Nadella coming in, the entire company hitting refresh, you know, 40 plus years in business, ginormous change. And one of the first things he did was to really think about what is our mission, reevaluating that mission, which is, and I still know this, to empower every person and every every person and every organization on the planet to achieve more. Hmm. that's that's the purpose (laughs) it's everything right and and every i mean every single time he's on this stage every single meeting all the managers down 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 every single Hmm. time you open up here's this here's what we're doing and it feels like to you like oh my god i'm saying the same thing again But that's what you want. You want, I want Mark to introduce Rachel and be like, oh, this is what you do. This is, did you see this? That I want you to talk about me instead of me having to talk about myself. Like that's the best affirmation that I have an advocate. And what we're trying to do is not just build followers, not just build customers, but to build advocates. Ah, that's huge. Well, because I, I think everybody kind of misses that. And, and to your point about repeating the messages, it's like, well, I've only talked to you so many times, so how could I possibly remember everything that you've done unless you've said it several times? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, how much do you remember about your average conversation? You might say like, oh, well, I remember this story that person told, like that was neat. And that's typical. Yeah. One thing, yeah. that's what you yeah. remember. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, it's like choose your three topics, choose the, the, the few key things that you do. And then as they relate, of course, to your product or service and what you do, and you just need to keep on telling that over and over again. I'm going to be honest, like I'm now a year and a half since I left Gartner. My following is four, three or four, called four X where it was. Um, I stick to my topics. I just keep saying the things, but now it's to a point where people will reach out and say like, I have seen your content for six months. I know, you know, Brandy, I know, you know, LinkedIn. I only want to talk to you. That's That's why we create content. That's why we do it. It's not because it might convert that moment. Probably won't, especially organic, but because we don't know who's seeing it. We don't know until they come back and they're like, Oh, I only want to go to CNN authority. So that's the purpose. That's, that's incredible. But, uh, you know, again, just the reiteration. And then also, I, I will say that a lot of people, when they start creating content, they're like, well, I don't want to just do basic content because everybody has answered this question. And it's like, well, you haven't. So if somebody yeah. wants to find the answer, they're now going to have to get it from your competitor. So another yeah. reason to 
make all the content. Well, and to your, to your point with that is like, sure, there's the competitive and that's where it's like, what is your tweak on it? What is mm. your yes. branded way of saying it? How does it look? What is the color? What's the style? Because it's not just the words. Like we're multi-sensory human beings. So let's be honest, we could be doing the exact same thing. But if I look pretty and I have the whole thing together, I have the graphics and worse, my website looks pristine. I might not be as good as the next person, but they're going to choose me <laughs> because impressions matter. So like all of that package really is most important, honestly. Like you need it. People make a decision on you within two seconds. Wow. That's how fast somebody has already made an impression of who I am before I even speak. So yeah, you better get right. speaking and getting in their face so they under get they get the right perception. Yeah, I could control that narrative, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. awesome. All right. Last question. And we 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 kind of talked about it a little bit before we even got started, and I showed you my mid journey. Uh, <laughs> so, what do you think in terms of uh, your personal branding and content creation, and using AI to generate some of it? Because I'm not an advocate of somebody just being like, "I'll just have it write everything I do," but more is using it as like a tool. But what's your yeah. opinion of that, and how can people maybe utilize it for content creation for their personal brand? Yeah, I mean, for 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 those of us that are considering ourselves as content creators, especially if we're a business owner, um, and even if not, we work for another company and we're in charge of marketing or content. I think about AI as this tool to really give me the start. So, and on our team uses it where it's like we have spent hours resourcing articles. Do you know? Okay, what is Forbes saying around personal branding? Looking for recent data, da 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 da, da and that. And back to content fatigue, this is why people don't keep it up. Why they get fatigued is because it takes so much time. So I think that to start from AI with a thought, this is where you having your themes, you having an expertise, you knowing what the hell you want to talk about is so, so critical. When you put the right inputs in, then it could give you the beginnings of a great piece of content, a great newsletter, a great email. Um, but it's still your job to put, I think, the voice and that touch and really make sure that it's actually in line with what you're trying to deliver from my experience. Um, as good, it's it's still like, you, I would never just take that piece of AI written content and share it so far, right? Um, I think it will always need that human touch. No, that's perfect. Because I actually, that's that's kind of my point I make in, in the book I'm writing is it's, it's not about like the AI creating everything because everybody has access to it. So the only way that your content's going to be unique if everybody has the same tools is by having your own personal style, uh, you know, personal aspects, or just like you said, just three topics that you cover extensively. Like just that alone will start to separate you from everybody else, which is genius. Three pillars. I love that. Great. Woohoo. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on, Rachel. I think it's been uh, extremely informative, great ideas, very practical, which I love. Uh, where can people find out more about you and what you do? Uh, Standoutauthority.com. Follow me. Come say hi. Hang out. LinkedIn, The Rachel B. Lee. Twitter, The Rachel B. Lee. Instagram, The Rachel B. Lee. Nice. All The Rachel B. Lee. Consistent. 
Consistent branding. Right? Because of SEO, really important for SEO. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I, I love your tips. Uh, I love you and Josh. So uh, very excited to work with you guys. I'm hoping you're coming to the, the Mastermind, uh, M3 Mastermind, in a couple of weeks, and we'll do some networking there. Awesome. Thanks so much, Mark. And thanks so much for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you get notified when all of our new episodes release. Please share this with that friend who is clueless about digital marketing. And don't forget to visit digitalmarket.com where you can access all of our courses, certifications, and training programs. Thanks again, everyone. And we'll see you next time. This is Digital Marketing. Get ready for the two easiest ways for you to generate product photos for your e-commerce store. I'm Lauren Petrullo, founder and CEO of Mongoose Media and Digital Marketer Academy faculty member. I've managed over 50,000 SKUs for over 100 different e-commerce sites, and I cannot tell you the importance of quality product photos. Not only are they important for your website, but they're great to be repurposed in your email marketing campaigns, your paid ad initiatives, and your organic social media content. It's imperative that you have great photos because great photos sell your products and start conversations with your consumers. There are two great solutions when seeking out quality product photos for your e-commerce site. One, UGC. We know that native user-generated content wins all day on social. When you can get your customers to share back their use of your products in their voice, in their personal applications, you will see dividends when that is repurposed in your paid ads and organic social feeds. Secondly, don't have customers or UGC yet? Not a problem. There are cost-effective solutions in which you can outsource that photography. This and so much more is covered in my modules in our e-commerce cert with Digital Marketer.